We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's almost as if the age-old rule that when a man comes on your face, he kind of wants to keep seeing you doesn't hold up anymore. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. This is Hannah Dickinson. I'm here with Skylar Corby. What's up, Skylar? What's up, Hannah? How are you? Living the goddamn dream. Uh, This week was... It was weird. I hooked up with a dermatologist on Friday. Did you get free shit out of it? No. He didn't even have a nighttime routine, which I called him out for. Oh. Then he's lying. (laughs) He's in his residency. So so he's not not a dermatologist. (laughs) Not a full-blown derm, but uh, he does want to be a dermatologist, and he's in his residency. So do I. I just don't get to call myself that. That's not how that works. True. I'm like, you didn't even wash your face last night. And he was like... Well, I'm only in my residency. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten to that class yet, Hannah. Yeah, it was a weird situation. He lives in this building, which is weird. Oh. Met him at the bar across the street. Keeping things local. That's Keeping nice. things local, you know, it was a close commute. Yeah. We were texting, and then I went over. But he kept trying to have sex, and I was like, do you have a condom? And he was like, no, let's just not. Who cares? Okay, um, whoa, bro. Yeah, it was odd to me, and then finally I was like, I was going to tell you this, but I have herpes. And he was like, oh, my brother has that. I was like, well, where the fuck is he? <laughs> is he around? Is he close by? <laughs> Which building does he live in? Um, so then he was like, okay, let me get a condom. And then it was too small, so we couldn't... No, stay. it wasn't. It was tight, and it didn't fit, and he couldn't stay hard because it was... Cutting off circulation. Cutting off circulation. He was like, it's just cutting off my circulation. And I was like, have you never used a condom? Yeah, like... He's 29 years old. I'm like, have you never used a condom? How do you not know your size? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I just don't really wear them. Maybe he does have herpes then, honestly. I was like, honestly, that's wild because that's how I got herpes mm -hmm. is this confidence that you have. He's going to make a great doctor, number one. He sounds like he's really got it together and really understands how the body works. I love that journey for him. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't working, so we just weren't having sex. 
And then I said, do you think this is a sign from God that we should get to know each other a little better? And that was just the nail in the coffin. He said no, Mm. and uh, I don't think we're going to be seeing each other again. It's too bad. Sorry, he went against God's will. I'm not upset about it. I don't think the dermatologist was my soulmate. Yeah, no. I will say, like, I've been to a dermatologist exactly twice in my life, which is rich coming from somebody that tanned every single day from, like, 2010 till 2012 like in a bed oh yeah in my dorm or no my apartment complex my junior year we had a tanning bed in the apartment complex this was before that shit was taxed or anything so I like it was a whole routine I would get home from class go to the gym come home eat ramen shower while my hair was still wet I would go tan and put like that fry your hair no because I was only in there like 10 minutes how many days a week did you tan? Uh, like five. Tanning beds make me so claustrophobic. So yeah. I was never tempted to do them. I remember Lucy and Eric mm-hmm. Lynn, Lucy we had on our last week, in third grade, their mom had a tanning bed in their basement. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and I went over and they're like, you're so pale, and they locked me in the tanning bed. <laughs> they final destination you? Yeah, I was literally like, guys, I'm scared, let me out. Okay, well that's like, fair, that's traumatizing. Yeah, but they're like, you're so fucking pale. Don't expect us to walk you to the bus stop if you're going to be this pale. And they made me get in this fucking tanning booth, and I was like, I'm going to fucking die in here it's how you get cancer it's true they are i can't wait i don't mean this in a mean way but it yeah. takes a certain type of person to go to a tanning bed oh yeah oh no it's not something i would do now i that's not to say i haven't done it in the last calendar year because for my halloween costume last year i needed to be a little tanner what were you i was britney spears i'm a slave for you with the snake like and you can't you do that costume very inappropriate no no nothing racist just britney but like you can't be in that costume and be pale and be pale so I like went every single day for four days I guess leading up to Halloween I have since been checked by a dermatologist and I was like waiting for the worst I'm like she's just gonna like biopsy the fuck out of me I'm gonna look like Swiss cheese but she said I'm good oh good yeah actually hiding things from my mom I didn't tell her for the longest time and then I think finally like one winter break I came home just more tan than anyone had any right to be in December. She's like, what is this? What are you doing? And I think at first I'm like, it's a new self-tanner. It's really good. And she goes, it's not. But this is also on par with when I started plucking my own eyebrows in seventh grade. And my mom noticed. And she's like, are you doing your own eyebrows? And I'm like, no, I think I have a disease. I did that with when I wore eyeliner for the first time or mascara in middle school. My I came home and my dad was like, that makeup looks terrible. You're too young to wear makeup. You look like trash. And I was like, I'm not wearing makeup. And he was like, yes, you are. <laughs> like, you're very clearly wearing makeup. And you look like you are trying to audition for Good Charlotte. And that was my first experience with makeup, was being told I'm ugly with makeup on. That's good. By my parents. That's why I have no self-esteem. Look how far we've come. I'm looking at your eye makeup now. Your eyeliner looks great. So you've made strides. Oh, I did put on makeup today. Why did, I was leaving the apartment and... Um, you were worried about running into the dermatologist. Yeah, I was worried about that. Yeah. Do you know what floor he's on? So he's in the connecting building. So oh. it's not, he's not in this building. Thank God. Okay, good. It was just a weird... In the morning, there was that moment where you're like, okay, I guess I'm going to head out. Yeah, why is that so awkward? You got to leave eventually. And I never, like, it's always an awkward thing to do where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to, I guess I'll leave. And they're like, okay, great. Like, they've been wanting you to leave. Yeah. And you're like, all right. All right. 
I was like, do you want to show your bedroom? It was like one of those, it was, it was like, should I shut this door? Should I shut this door? Do you want this light on? Do you want, do you want, do you need me to tuck you in? Are you, yeah. are you comfortable? Do you want a glass of water before I go? I'm yeah. up, so. Do you need me to go get you some food? I can do anything. I can leave and come right back. And he was like, yeah, we have each other's phone numbers, so. I was like. Indeed. Indeed we do. Indeed yeah. we do. Would you do it again? I don't know, because it didn't really work. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why you need, need to give it another chance. I just don't know if I care yeah. enough. Maybe that's the secret. Maybe you're just like, let me go in and just like say, fuck it. This will be entertaining at least. I probably will text him because yeah. I don't care as much as if I really like a guy. I'm not going to be like, hey, do you find condoms that fit? Because I'm like, oh, what is he thinking? You know, it's like, you're it's like low risk. Exactly. It's yeah. like texting a friend, hey, what's up? If they don't respond, you're not like, does my pussy smell? You're like, oh, they're busy. Yeah, just care as little as possible. Love advice. <laughs> Just don't like anyone, don't care, don't put yourself out there, and just... Just completely carve your heart out of your chest like Indiana Jones. I mean, I don't think that's bad advice. I think that's good professional advice, too. Sometimes it's just like, you gotta go into a work week like, you know what? I'm not really sure I give a fuck about any of this. And it's the easiest week of your life, because even when shit goes wrong, you're like, yeah... Not not big of a deal. No, it it doesn't really impact me past today. Some days I'm really good at that, and then other days, like today, I'm like... Every single thing bothered me up until about 5 (laughs) o'clock. I mean, I have those days where I'm like, either everyone hates me or everyone loves me. It's all or nothing. Yes. But then when everyone loves me, I'm like, everyone needs to leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) No, exactly. There's always a complaint about someone. Like, I'm too well-liked and I'm too good of a friend. All these people need to go the fuck away and leave me alone. And then they do. I'm like, oh my God, everyone hates me. Like... I know. No one needs me around, and no Nobody one cares that I'm it. not there. Yeah. No one gives a shit about my life. I feel that way of um, just trying to not care what anyone thinks, but also I care far too so, much. Far too much. <laughs> way too fucking much. I'm like, if you reject me, you are rejecting my talent. <laughs> you are rejecting my potential of being a star. You yeah. don't believe in me. That's how I feel with a guy. I'm yeah. like, he doesn't even know. He doesn't what know what I'm missing. about to be. He just doesn't believe it's gonna happen. Asshole. But my therapist was like, I feel like you go into a date a little too eager for a relationship. And I thought about it and I was like, Well, isn't going on a date too eager for a relationship? Like, why the fuck would I be sitting across from a stranger asking about their job and their fucking siblings if I didn't want a relationship? I yeah. don't actually care. No. So, isn't he eager? He doesn't... Yeah. Aren't we both eager and desperate if we're on this fucking random-ass date in the middle of a pandemic? <laughs> like, isn't this the sadness that both of us just don't acknowledge? Like, I'll take off this mask for love. I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah, I just think it's a weird thing to say, of being like, maybe you're too eager. It's like, well, I'm on a date, and yeah. that's pretty fucking desperate because I don't really want to get to know a random stranger that I might not meet. Like, if yeah. it goes bad... I feel like you should be dating to be in a relationship. And, like, when a date doesn't go well, it sucks. But, like, I've never really understood casual dating. And I'm hesitant to say that because even now that I'm thinking of it, I'm like, no, I've, like, dated multiple people at once and just been like, it's just fun. But I think it's also because I'm, like, the time I'm, like, 23 years old and I really liked attention. But But it's also you're still trying to get to know them. Yeah, well, and it was also, like, dating multiple people to then weed out the ones that I didn't really like and favor the ones that I did. And then you just spend more time with those. And I guess it turns into like dating in a relationship and stuff. Yeah, but no, like, yeah, you're not like just 
putting your puss out there. A bad date is not fun to me. It's uncomfortable. And then a good date, I'm like, yeah, that was really fun. Why don't we do it again? But then for some reason, it's like, oh, if we do it again, what does that mean? Does that mean we're in a relationship? Does that mean she's going to want too much for me? And then it's like, well, I don't know what happened to him. He just kind of wasn't interested. You need to give it a little bit of time, but at the same time, it's like, if you know after a first or second date even that you're like, I just don't ever want to see this person again, you kind of just have to tell them. And it doesn't sound nice, but I think if more people did it and just said like, hey, like, you're great, but this isn't going anywhere for me. And I feel like if just more people did that, it seems like such a dickish thing to do when you first start out, but... No, I agree. And Normalize I, talking about it, Hannah. No, I agree. Like, we wouldn't be talking so much shit about Bumble Brian if he had done that, like, two weeks ago. He's like, hey, Hannah, like, appreciate spending time with you, but honestly, just not what I'm going for. And I'd probably be like, well, huh. you're an idiot, but Yeah, I we'd be saying he's honesty. dumb, but at least he put it out there, and then we'd be like... It's less fun to make fun of somebody for being dumb just because there's a lot of that. Than being an asshole. Yeah. I don't know. My therapist, like, you keep bringing in your past stuff to new relationships. But isn't it hard not to keep your guard up a little when this is always happening? Yeah. Isn't it a little crazy to be like, it's like the bachelorette Mm -hmm. who's been on The Bachelor in Paradise. I, I talk about this crazy bitch of the week. But she's been through the bachelor cycle so many times and it hasn't worked for her, the fact that she's going back and she's like, I'm going to find my husband this time. I'm like, you're kind of doing ins- the definition The more of she insanity. does it, the more it's just like, you are doing this for attention. Like, if you're trying to get a real relationship out of it, you're barking up the wrong tree. Like, the more she digs herself into the Bachelor franchise, the more it's just like, yeah, you're single for a while. I just can't imagine being a Bachelor and being like... Like, this is it? This is going to work? Yeah. I would be like, this guy wants attention. This guy is getting back at his ex. I would just have so many. Like, even if I were the one that had come to the TV show, I'm like, I want to be the Bachelorette or however they fucking do it. It would still, yeah, I'd be like, well, this person's not here for the right reason. Like, yeah, no, I would have my guard up the whole time. Oh yeah, like this, (laughs) this guy isn't in it for me. He doesn't care who the Bachelorette (laughs) is. What does it take for a date to be bad for you? Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, a really bad... I I once went on a really awkward date, and the guy was just so shy, and it got to the point where he went to the bathroom at one point, and he came back, and I was like, how was it? (laughs) And he was like, the bathroom? I was like, yeah, how's the bathroom? Fuck, I don't know. Is this going I'm trying. Yeah, can we just get the check? Like, I don't know what we're doing here. Oh, my God. It was just the weirdest. We never texted again, and I was like... Was that weird? I think it was weird. And then when he didn't text me, I'm like, yeah, it was mutually weird. I'm glad at least it was mutually, like, we were both uncomfortable. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. I'm like, even when it's awkward like that, when it ends that way, you're like, okay, well, that's fine. Like, that just happens. It just some people aren't a good fit. I don't think of that as a bad date. I guess the worst day I went on is the one I left, the guy who, his name was Scott. Mm. And that just tells you everything. He's wearing white jeans and a gold chain and... Oh, God. Sunglasses inside? (laughs) I mean, basically, I wish he had been. He was just, like, telling me that he didn't think women are funny, Hmm. and he was telling me what I shouldn't shouldn't talk about on stage, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go. Yeah. I'm just going to call. I'm out. I wanted to get a tattoo this weekend. That was my main, and I didn't get one because the tattoo artists were gone by the time I went. Yeah, what time do tattoo artists leave? I feel like... It felt early. Yeah. Because it was like 9, 30, 10? Yeah, I feel like that's their prime time. I know. They were like, we only have one artist. I just don't think she wanted to do anything. Probably not. 
I've had that before where they're like, I just want to go home. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Especially if it's a white girl, it's going to be something stupid like believe or like a flower or like a peace <laughs> a sign. butterfly. Yeah, exactly. Because I have relax written on my wrist and I already want that removed. How long ago did you get that one? Like two years ago. I mean, relaxing cursive isn't exactly the coolest. I mean, how often does it remind you? Like, how often are you, like, freaking out and then you look down and you're like, oh, that's right. No, that's what I mean. It's, I'm never <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I need to relax. Oh, that was it. I read it like, relax, bitch. <laughs> See, that's how I read it, too. It's like, maybe oh. add that under it and then it'll be relevant and funny. Relax, Bitch. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I will add that. I don't know. It's just right now, people are like, what does it say? And I'm like, don't. It says Rolex. <laughs> don't worry about it. says Rolex. <laughs> it's interesting to see how people have really dumb phrases that are kind of embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But then it's five, ten years later, and they still stand by it. They're like, it means follow your heart. <laughs> and you're like, ah. Uh, you're still believing to follow your heart? Yeah. Have you not learned or anything? Or you forgot and you have to keep getting the reminder? That's all I can think of when I see, like, the words and the names. I'm like, it was meant to be a reminder. And like, you really thought you were going to forget day after day to believe or hope or some shit like that. Like, no. Yeah, well, to be honest, I always forget to relax. But looking <laughs> at it doesn't, it's not a Doesn't healthy make it better. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like, oh yeah, fuck, that's what I meant to do. Yeah. Relax. Hi. To-do list, baby. I should just have call mom. Get call mom in like Chinese. Yeah, honestly, get it in Hebrew. And I'm like, <laughs> it just means a lot to me. I can't really describe it. I really, it's personal. But I think that's why people do get something in another language. Because it's so fucking stupid that they don't. Like, I wish I had relaxer written in a Chinese symbol. Then I could be like, it's just this thing. Don't you wouldn't understand. It. Yeah. I, I, it spoke to me and I really grew. See, I want to get it removed, but I'm like, that's also a lot of money. And painful. I think ten times more painful than getting the actual tattoo. Really? Yeah. My boyfriend got part of his removed, like, because it was a Bible verse. <laughs> I'm like, now we're in love. I uh, got that removed just so it was faded, and then he got it covered so it was easier. Yeah, it's a lot when someone has a Bible verse anywhere. You're like, oh, wow, you're still in this. Um. Oh, I will tell you, I've seen, like, I would rather, he, he has great tattoos, actually. He has some really, really cool ones. I have exes that do not. And, like, looking back on it, you're like, oof, that could have been forever. I would have been looking at I Am My Brother's Keeper on someone's collarbone for the next 50 years. You hooked up with a guy who had an I Am... What is it? Uh, I Am My Brother's Keeper in, like, gothic print along his collarbone, like, chest area. I can't imagine having a guy on top of me with a chest tattoo and me being like, yeah, come inside me and let's make a child. Like, I would just be reading whatever is on their chest, being like, this is not the end for me. It got worse. His best friend had the same one. I am my brother's keeper? Mm-hmm. How, what, is that a phrase? I, they were close. I don't know. They're both their brother's keeper? Do they have different <laughs> brothers? I think they were con- considering each other. The, neither of them had a brother, I don't think. So they, they were didn't consider- have brothers, but they had a tattoo that said, I am my brother's keeper. Meaning, like, my best, like, my boy's keeper. I cannot, you dated this person? Yeah. How big was his dick? I don't remember anymore. So not big enough. <laughs> that is insane. Imagine if you were blacked out and you accidentally hooked up with this friend and you were like, look, I just, I was so blurry, all I saw was the tattoo. They were both named Matt and they did look similar, so it, like, could have happened. They're both named Matt and they both have, I am my brother's keeper and they don't have brothers. Do you understand how insane that is? This was a really weird time in my life, Hannah. I lived in Kentucky at the time. Like, I was a very lost person. 
Yeah, I hooked up with a guy with, like, a Trans Am logo on his chest, and I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. I need to call my dad after this. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I need someone to tell me they love me. Again. I need to reach out to a family member. Maybe yeah. I'll call a cousin. Yeah, it was just rough. I should have a quote right on my pussy being like, do not What's enter. What's your next tattoo? John 12. <laughs> Stop while you can. Um, our guest today, very funny. She's been on Jimmy Fallon. She has a show coming out. October 29th? Mm-hmm. What was the show called? Fuck. Funny home videos? Nope. Fun- home videos? She has a show coming out October 29th on True TV. <laughs> <laughs> She's... Uh, why are you laughing so hard, Scott? Because <laughs> I feel so bad we can't remember the name of the show. Yeah, she... Okay, we're gonna... She's very, very funny. Allie Colbert. I never know how to introduce someone on a podcast because with stand up, I always try to raise in case I say their last name wrong. Skylar Corby, you know, just to like and like start clapping. So it's, it's like just drowned like out right by the glass. With a podcast, you really have to nail it because there's no laughter. You can't hide it. Yeah. Like I'm always like, keep it going. Let's get the energy up so that if I say it wrong, no one can really hear it. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's just get into it. There we go. I love your depression sweatshirt. Oh, thank you. Um, love that. Yesterday I was in a full-blown spiral. I think I was just coming down from a bunch of drugs. What drugs? Uh, mushrooms. I had a horrible mushroom experience two weeks ago. What happened? Well, okay, so I've gotten really into mushrooms. Me too. Nice. <laughs> Quarantine, so. But <laughs> I've started besides <laughs> questioning our life's purpose. Yes, yeah, escape right. this world however you can. So I actually had an amazing mushroom experience about two months ago, which is when I kind of became obsessed with mushrooms to the point where I was like, how often can I take mushrooms? I just had like all these like epiphanies about myself. I felt like gorgeous outside. It was just awesome. It was really good. And then last week I took some mushrooms and I felt so like, Everything that was going on in the world was just like in conflict with me. <laughs> and like, I was struggling like to do everything. I ended up, I was in Los Angeles and I was in an air one having like a full on breakdown. The one by the Grove? The one in Venice. Ooh. <laughs> to the point where I was just like, I had so many things that I was gonna try and do that today. That day I was gonna go to the beach, I was gonna, all this stuff. I just sat in that area in Erwin where you people like buy their like takeout food and eat it. I just sat there for like two hours with my head down being like, this will pass. Did you take them alone? No, no. I was with, I was with my uh, friend Julian. And where was he when you were having a freak out moment? He was just Girl, like, she was supporting me totally. She was just like, this will pass. She was having a similarly dysfunctional time, but her kind of spirit is so much less like complainy Jewy than mine. So she was just like, so she was just like, let it go. And I was like, I can't, like I'm in pain. And she was like, okay, but it'll pass, you know? And she, she can just but like free flow. So. Right. Sometimes I, I've been taking them alone a lot. Cause I feel like I get weird on mushrooms. Okay. I could see that for you. Yeah. And then last night I took some because I was coming down from them and I was like, well, I, I should just like take some to feel better. Hair of the dog mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> And then I had a full-blown spiral, like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I such a narcissist? Why don't I care more about the world? I do care about the world, but it's hard to have an investment in it because it's so bleak. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then are you still spiraling? Like, no, have you come I'm out still, of it yet? Yeah, no, yeah it. it's wearing off a little. <laughs> yeah, but that's how I felt too. Of like, sometimes they're great, and then other times you're like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this was not a good choice. What form do you do them in? And also, what kicked off the mushroom like obsession? I've just been taking them raw, I guess. I like, I'm just an addict. I'm an addict, yeah. <laughs> Mainlining truth. <laughs> my friend, like, mushrooms are the only drug that save you from yourself because if you take a bunch in a row, eventually it wears off. Your brain is like, we've done this, we've been here, like, <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took them because I wanted to try them at the beginning of quarantine. I was like, I've always wanted to try mushrooms. And then I had so much fun on them. I was like, I'm going to take them all the time. But then they kind of stopped working. Right. That's a similar thing has happened to me. The, uh, the other thing is you can't, you can't re-up your dose. So like once you're doing mushrooms, you can't in the way that you're drinking, be like, I'm going to have some more drinks and like keep going. If you take mushrooms like four hours into a mushroom trip, it doesn't work. It's so easy to do drugs during quarantine. I, this started when I was alone in a house with one other friend like months ago and I've, I've never done Molly and I was like, I want to do Molly. So I just started like doing Molly like alone in this house. Like I, I've been in a bad How are you place. Just, I want Molly and I got it. <laughs> this guy that I was staying with had a friend who had a friend who dropped stuff off. Everyone knows a guy. Molly was the gateway drug to mushrooms then? <laughs> For me, yes. <laughs> For me, I had like this like weird ecstasy experience. And then I met this girl who just like everything she recommends, this is Julian, who like everything she recommends to me is like amazing. It started with a cookie. She was like, these are the best cookies. And I had the cookie and I was like, it was amazing. And then she like recommended Wait, a recipe. No drugs. <laughs> no, no drugs. No drugs. She just like just has like good recommendations. And then she was just like, these mushrooms are amazing. And this was like the fifth thing that she had like said to me. Like she told me to read a book. She gave me a cookie. She recommended a restaurant. Do you realize it's how cults start? They just like, really <laughs> I would join her cult. I would join her cult. She's like, try this punch. It's really good. And then I'm like, there. I'm that. so fucking there. Is she cool? I feel like when cool girls offer me anything, I will take it. Yeah, she's insanely cool. That's why it's impossible to say no to anything she does. She's a yoga teacher. She has like flowy blonde hair. She looks like Kate Hudson. And she just walks around being effortless. And she's like, you should do mushrooms with me. And I'm like, yeah, I'll yes, do should. anything with you. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You know what's funny is the last thing, do you remember when we were at that box, Two Boots doing stand-up? Yes. You were like, I just wish that stand-up would just go away. Like, we couldn't do it anymore. And this pandemic happened, I was like, this is Ali Colbert's fault. And I, I think about that all the time. I literally was like, I said to you, I hope all the clubs shut down, and I hope we never have to do this again. But I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fuck. I mean, Wait, are you have a month break. That's how I felt. I was like, oh, it's a month break. And then now yeah. that we're entering, what, a year? We're entering almost a year. Are you still at home? No, I'm in, uh, uh, I'm in New York now. You're in deep? I was about to say D.C., but I'm like, no, I'm leaving for D.C. tomorrow. I don't know why. Can I, are you in Manhattan, Brooklyn? Where are you? I'm in Chebecca. Oh, girl. Where are you? Gramercy? Gramercy, yeah. You've been back and forth. I, well, I was in L.A. because I was filming a new show. I know. Club it's Club, October 29th. Um, yeah, it's called Top Secret Videos. It's like a show. It's a clip show on True TV with like a bit of scripted story. Nice. That's cool. It's fun. It's silly. It's like a great show to watch when you're like high at home late at night. So I was doing that, hanging out with um, the Mushroom Angel. And then I flew back here and I'm now quarantining with 
this dog and um that's your dog isn't it not for long we'll see <laughs> what, what do you mean you're putting okay. it down should i take it <laughs> no i i joke about euthanizing her but i would obviously not do that but she's a really difficult dog she has a lot of aggression i know she looks so cute like this but like i promise you if i pet her right now i think she will like maybe try and attack me what are you gonna do with her so she was at a training program. So she has, an, she has an electric collar on right now. And I have this. And if she tries anything with me, I'll give her a correction. Um, oh, that's what they call that. <laughs> I'll, give her, I'll, yeah. I'll give her a correction. I'll set her straight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That sounds like such a threat. I literally love dogs. That's why I got a dog. But I, you know what? I don't know what to do. Like, I can't live with a dog that like bites me and wants to hurt me. So this is my last try before I have to not live with a dog that wants to attack me. I mean, it's Where like living with a dog at a rescue. I'm, I'm thinking about getting a dog because I've been so destructive to my own personal life. I think a dog might save me. So that definitely add a pet into the mix. Well, that's what I was thinking. Maybe I'll just take your dog. But if she's a full blown nightmare who murders you, I don't really want to be, I don't want to be like questioning my sleep at night. No, you'll be able to sleep. But it's scary. Why don't you try it for a week? She I, really I, I really want a dog. Is it that bad? She's that bad? It's not. Here's the thing. She barks when deliveries come. And you have to be like, Ellie. And you have to buzz her. Correct her. You can't touch her food when she's eating. Correct her. What about spraying water? That doesn't work. I've tried that. As if, as if you right now suggest like what unlocks her career. Yeah, I'm like as a non-dog, <laughs> I think I've cracked the code. So. Have you ever heard about us uh, spraying water? <laughs> Have you heard? No, don't bite me. Maybe that'll give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I the term sit. <laughs> I I do feel like that dog is uh looks chill though behind you. She's just chill. You no, know, she does look super chill right now. But she hates you. Want to say hi? I don't know. Do you own your place in Gramercy? What's your plan? What is my plan? So I think I'm going to move to LA. Okay. We'll see if this show gets renewed for a second season. Even if it doesn't, the main thing I was in New York for was the stand-up comedy. Yeah, exactly. Now there's none of that. Because of you. The weather's better there because of, because of my, the curse. <laughs> I just would like to try being in LA for like a year. I will probably go back and forth to do comedy when comedy becomes a thing again. But I feel like the winter, it will be shut down again. So there's nothing here for me. And then that girl, are you dating her in New or LA? We'll see, you know. How'd you meet her? So there is a funny story of how I met that girl. And I was in LA in February and I did a stand-up show at what was the most LA show I'd ever performed at. It was in like essentially a yurt in Topanga. <laughs> and they were doing like sound baths and yoga. And what like you on the show? some guy that that's a whole other story. I would love to tell you that story. <laughs> this guy sl slid into my DMs and asked me if I have ever written for television. Okay. I would generally not respond to this message, but his Instagram profile looked like it was someone. He had like 12,000 followers and he was like really hot. So I was like, <laughs> so, what it was. He yeah. wasn't someone, you're just like, he was hot. He was hot though. He was like hot and like some people followed him that I knew. And I was like, you're a human that's hot. I should probably respond to this. No, I do that too. If a guy DMs me, it could be the same DM as an uggo. Mm -hmm. And the uggo mm -hmm. one is creepy, but his, I'm like, ah, it's oh, yeah. 
Yeah, Yeah, I was like, this is a professional inquiry. (laughs) He was like, I'd love to come to one of your shows if you're at performing in LA soon. I was performing at the comedy store in February, last February, or this February before the pandemic. He came to the show. We ended up hitting it off. And he was like, my friend, who this girl that he was had like gone on a few dates with, was organizing this show where there was the yoga and whatever, all this this different LA stuff, like cannabis infused food. And I was supposed to perform on the show. So I performed on the show and Julian was the, she had coordinated the, the event. She's also a yoga teacher in Los Angeles. So I met her there. Oh, so and hot guy was an angel <laughs> is what you're saying. I mean, it was, I ended up having a thing with the hot guy too. And so did she. Okay. Cause you're bisexual, right? Like, unfortunately, I don't really know. I feel like I'm a lesbian and then I'll once in a while be interested in a hot guy. So I guess I'm bisexual. I don't know. Is that what that means? I don't fucking know. Like, I, don't I know. You tell me. I've hooked up with women, but I've also, I'm more attracted to men, I think. But also, I don't know. What do you identify as? Straight. I feel like it's weird for me to identify as bisexual because I haven't had a relationship with a woman. Yeah, it's, sure. I mean, I don't yeah. know. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I generally, I only really care about women, but once in a while, I'll for some reason, try to be with a man. It's like ridiculous. Is it because they're so hot? It's either I because, it's funny, I just talked about this in the clip I posted on Instagram. Um, they're, yeah, they're either like really hot or really talented or really rich. Yeah, that stuff so is it's so- the extremes. That's how I feel about, I guess, women. It's like, I'm like, yeah, of course they're attractive. I've always found them attractive. Does that change my sexuality or is that just what's been sold to me? I I don't know. It's so confusing. It's just, but it's also so human. It's like you have a chemistry with one person and you have a chemistry with another. And I don't know. I just would never go for a guy that's like a plain looking guy who's like in like marketing. It's like, why? Because I could date a woman. Yeah. That's my truth. But <laughs> Greg from Succession, cousin Greg, cousin Greg, messaged you. Well, didn't I message him with you? No, he messaged you on Instagram, and I was like, what's going on? Like, I was rude uh, for that relationship. Okay, so, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Wait, I, I didn't even tell you what happened with him. Yeah, I'm genuinely curious. Okay, so, yeah, we had gone back and forth on Instagram because he thought my content was funny, and that was it. Like, we never tried to really talk. I then went to drinks with my friend, and she brought her friend along, who ended up being her publicist, his publicist, sorry. And I was like, oh, my God, I have like a little Instagram friendship with him. She was like, the two of you would hit it off. You should like ask him if you guys want to go to drink, should go to drinks or something. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do that. I'm walking home from the bar and I'm passing a bar. This was like a few months ago. And there's like a patio outside and he's sitting right there. No way. He's sitting right there. And I was like- bar in East Village. Was it in East Village? It wasn't that bar though. It was a different bar. Yeah, he owns that bar Rays. Um, I was like, oh my God. I was like, Nick or uh, I was like, he was like, oh, yeah, I think you're so funny. I think you're so funny. I was like, I was just with your publicist. We just sent you a picture. We sent him a selfie. And I was so funny seeing you. He's like, sit down, sit down. But I was going to a date. I was oh. like, I have to go. But hi, this is so funny. So nice seeing you. And then I left. And then I messaged him on Instagram being like, we should get a drink. And he never answered. Really? Yeah, it doesn't even say he read it. So I don't know. Who was he with on at the bar? Was he on a date? He was with some girl. I met him like years ago at a Funny or Die shoot and I thought he was kind of pretentious, but I do love him from Succession. So I'm like, yeah, well, I'm in love with him again. And then he messaged you. I was like, well, yeah, I don't, I bet you he's getting like so much ass right now. Oh my yeah. God. He, and he was just nominated for that Emmy. Did he oh, win? He was nominated for an Emmy? Yeah. Wow. 
supporting role? Yeah, like his own fucking like Emmy. Yeah. Oh, was wow. it like a team Emmy? No, I think he he didn't win it, but it doesn't matter. He's probably like getting so much fucking pussy right now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because he was in How to Be Single. Mm-hmm. Okay. And his character, he does look like my ex boyfriend, and I was like, I think I just love this guy because he kind of looks like my ex boyfriend. Oh my god, successful. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's just hot when people are like doing so well at such a young age. Because he's just like killing it. Yeah, he's got to be like 28 and he's probably making so much fucking money. If he owns a bar, he's doing pretty well. Yeah. And, and he owns that bar with like Justin Thoreau. Oh, they own it together? Really? Yes. What? How do yeah. rich people meet? You just meet at a party? And I don't know. Justin Thoreau is also like so, he's like such an industry guy. Like he's been in the industry for so long. He has like a family in the industry. He's with, well, but like, what, how are they connecting? I don't know. You know he was a writer on Zoolander, Justin Thoreau? This is the type of thing I'm telling you. I t- I'm telling you, he's, he's deep he's funny, deep in it. But he's like low-key funny. I think because he's so hot, he would never be outwardly funny. Yeah, he Did can't. Did we talk about Justin Thoreau being hot? I feel like you think he's so hot, and I don't think he's that hot. Yeah, yeah, probably. I think you we think did. he's so hot, don't you? He's beautiful, I think. Yeah. I mean, he had Jennifer Aniston, so. But it's interesting they got a divorce, and then they're friends. I'm like, how does that happen? It's overwhelming. I need her to write a book, like, ASAP. I need her to drop... I need to just know what the hell is going on in Jennifer Aniston's life, because it has been a life. Like, well, my, my mom was always like, you know, you can't trust Jennifer Aniston because she never had kids, so... And I was like... What the fuck does that mean? If that's what I said. I was like, Mom, I might not have fucking kids, so that's rude. Wait, that's a really, really sketchy thing to say. Do you want kids? Don't act so weird. <laughs> uh, no, because, like, please say no. Like, are you trying to carry a life inside of you? Uh, I do. I think I want, like, one, maybe. Maybe, like, a solid one kid. But I just want to say, I've been thinking so much about children lately because I just wanted a dog just like you. And I'm now, like, a single mother to, like, a difficult dog. And I was thinking, like, the same thing could happen with a kid. I could have a kid and the kid's just a fuck up. No, I think about that, too. I'm like, my kid will for sure be a drug addict and a terrorist. (laughs) And a terrorist. It's hard to be like, oh, I want kids when I'm not seeing anyone because that's, I do want a kid, but I don't know what the other half of the kid would look like. Yeah. So when you don't have the sperm. And all the guys I've gone out with, not winners. Mm. Right. But I guess you just, you could also do what Mindy Kaling did, do a sperm bank. Yeah. Pick your traits. Do that. I wonder what's not trusting about not having children to your mom. She just thinks she can't believe that women don't have children. Oh, wow. Is she Republican? (laughs) It's an invasive question. (laughs) That feels like such a Republican belief. Yeah, but to be honest, like growing up in a cul-de-sac, I too thought I was like, oh, I should get married and have kids. And now I'm like, oh, that doesn't mean anything. I grew up in a very, like, a neighborhood-centric place, so... But then you grow up more, and then you start learning things about the people in that neighborhood. You're like, oh, wow, there was a lot of fucked-up shit going on in there. Like, Yeah, I mean, parents cheat on each other with each other all the time. Yeah. But as a right. kid, you don't realize that, so you're just like, oh, people get married. And, and love each other forever. And yeah, like, right. <laughs> you're like, look at all these stable family units. Yeah, look exactly. how happy everyone is. It's crazy. Right? You have lives before that. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like... So hard to imagine your parents having a life before they had you. Yeah. My mom just wanted to be a mom so bad. She can't believe that people don't want that. Right, right, right. But you don't want kids? No, I don't know. I mean, I like the idea of having children, but I also like the idea of being able to do whatever I want and having money. So Yeah. 
Sarah Silverman has a funny joke. She's like, the only thing I love more than kids is doing whatever I want, whenever I want. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. But she also has a good comment about, she says how she would be a great dad. Yeah. She was like, I would be an amazing dad. I would come home after work. Or I'd see him on the weekends. I'd wake him up and have fun with them. And then I would just leave. She was like, I can't be a mom. I could be a dad. I kind I of feel that way too. I, like, I, I couldn't be a, a great mother. I, I think I could, but I don't think... You would be a great mother. You have such maternal energy, even though you hide it, I feel. Ooh, that's nice. Oh, think I hide it? I think that you have, like, a maternal heart. You're just, like, very funny, and, like, people don't always associate that with, like, maternal nature, but I could see you taking care of someone very well. That's when you just talk to the three-year-old like they're a 50-year-old man, and you're just like, no BS. Like, you're like, no, we're, we're doing this. We're fish. doing this today. Right, 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 like, right. Go potty, go to the bathroom like an adult, or like something like that. <laughs> I feel like that's how you'll talk to kids. Yeah. Good. They'll be I don't raise my voice. You know, I don't get to the, oh, hi, how yeah. are you? I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you're a realist, so you would have like really well-adjusted kids. That's the thing with my relationships. I am so whatever, whatever. And then when I try to care for someone or have that maternal instinct, it throws people off. And they're like, this girl's so obsessed with me because she was so cold. And now she's like, she has mm. maternal energy, which but I You're do. just I finding do. men that are stunted, though. Those are such emotionally unevolved men. Yeah, but where do you find emotionally involved men in New York City? I don't know, but where you're finding them is the wrong place. So Bumble, Tinder, Hinge, <laughs> You might have to meet people in, in person. Yeah. How do you do that in a pandemic? No, I guess you don't do it in a pandemic, but I would say probably Hinge, first of all, is your first bet. I agree. Yeah. Also, what is your, like, energy like on dates? Not good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say. Men are idiots. Maybe you have to date older. Yeah, how, what is your age, like, range? What's your I've been going out with guys in their 30s. That's not that old at all. That's not that old. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's good, like though. four years older than you. But what about 30s <laughs> and 40s? I had a kid. I got way too drunk on that date, so I get the... Okay, that's a, that probably would t- put a man off. <laughs> yeah. oh. Probably, like, 36. Go for 36. Okay. Because between the two of you, you would be a solid 31 or 32-year-old. And then... They probably are like, okay, I'm ready to be in something real. Maybe talk about a baby soon, but not really. And you're like, cool, me neither. But then you have time to get to know them and catch up. But the issue is like the chemistry you have with a person. It's so hard to have that with anyone. And it's so, so hard to connect with people. Yeah, exactly. So then it's like you're putting yourself out there and trying to have this relationship, but you don't know if they're ready, but they're 45 years old. And they're well, like, well, then I'm- that's a huge red flag. But- yeah, that's ridiculous. But what if, are you able to weed out any of the like connectivity level on like chat, like text before you go on the date? No, it's so hard to tell. One guy who's so funny over chat in person, I was like, you're an asshole. Fuck, that's so fucking hard. It's tough to tell. Or it's like, I think it's going well. And then I I was like ghosted by this guy. And I was like, I thought we had a good time together. I'm so confused. Really? That really, you're really shocked when that happens? The last time it happened, I was very shocked. What the fuck? And I was like, I thought this was going well. And he was like, no, it is. Like, I'm so sorry. I've been a piece of shit. Let me make plans for us this never. week. Never did. <laughs> Men are so weird. Like you know I, what? I, well, no, I was going to say, like, I've had friends that have had the same thing happen where they, like, go on the date. They're like, I had a really great time. Everything was awesome. We talked for four hours. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, cool. 
and then they hear nothing but then the guy will get back in touch after like a while he's like yeah like i don't know i just really wasn't feeling it and it's like number one you did a horrible like you were either really good at faking it and getting along with someone which i think some people are like there's some people that can just talk to anyone but there's a difference between like an hour and a half of talking and four and then it's also just like if you really weren't feeling it just tell someone my friend went through her whole cycle of being like, oh, well, like, he's probably just busy because we had such a great time. And then she's like, okay, he's not interested. Okay, something's wrong with him. Like, she spiraled out so quickly because it was an initial good time. Like, could have all saved ourselves a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's so fucking weird. I met a guy on um, Friday at a bar and he was like, I just went on a second date last night. And I was like, how'd it go? He's like, it went good. And I was like, so when you see her again? And he was like, I'm not probably... And I was like, what? And he was like, I don't know. I just don't really see myself, like, being with this girl. So I was like, so you're just going to, like, not text her ever? He was like, yeah. I was Telling like, you this on a date? No, this guy. Well, I just met He him just met her at the bar. Yeah, we just were talking. And he's like, some guys, if you don't really see it going anywhere, you just kind of go silent. And I'm like, that's not okay. No. Right. That's so not how you should handle things. That's so fucked up. Wait, I had a weird experience that's reminding me of this. So I was on Raya. I was on Raya for women and men. I, one man I matched with, I don't even know why I clicked yes on him. I just got a good vibe from him and I clicked yes on him. All of my chats on Raya are with women. I don't talk to men on that app. And he said something that was immediately interesting to me. I don't know what, I'm forgetting what it was. And he was like, let's quickly like talk on the phone or something. And I was like available. And I had like my makeup freshly done for something. And I was like, I just FaceTimed him or, or he FaceTimed me something. He was like, let's talk. And we did it. And we had like a very cute conversation. He was super successful. And he was like, yeah, we should definitely go out. I would love to take you to a park, like some bullshit COVID date. And he like never texted me. And then I texted him and I was like, are we ever, what's going on? And he was never responded. And I was like, and then I sent him another message being like, thank you for reminding me why I like hate men or something. I forgot what it's something, something. I don't hate men, by the way. I know I make that joke a lot, but if you're actually, if you're sensitive about that joke, you're just like a fucking idiot. But um, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, sometimes the men in my DMs are like, why do you hate men? I'm like, well, you're being ridiculous. Um, but it was just so funny. Like the one man I entertained for like 30 seconds who like we didn't even speak, found a way to get me and reject me within like the period of like five days. And I was like, what is this? It's did you insane. Did you said him, so thanks for, did he respond to that? Wait, I'll look what I said. I'll tell you what I said. I said, just to see, because we had like a good sense of humor. He sent me one text of a video of something. And I said, it was cute. And I said, what are you doing tonight? He says, doing a super nerd night with a couple friends this evening. We should do that walk in the couple days if you're still open to it. I said, did, I didn't know I was invited on a walk because he didn't mention a walk. There was no walk. And then I said, didn't know I was invited on a walk, but we can do that. And then I texted him about two weeks later, his name. And he said, hi, hi, wow, online dating and text message romance is so weird. I said, really weird, weirder when a dude gets your number, FaceTimes you, suggests fun things to do, and then never texts you. And then he never responded. I don't get it. I truly, like, I don't understand their- I don't even like him. I was like, wait, what's <laughs> the point? Like, what, what are you do? Why are you wasting everyone's time? But do women, I mean, I haven't dated women, but are women like that too? Um, I can be a little bit like that with women. Like a fuckboy? A little bit. I can be a little bit like that at times. 
Because I feel like I sometimes will just date a lot of people and then I'm just, I have like a roster going. This was pre-COVID. So I don't, I'm not invested. And I think a lot of people, a lot of women have trouble, not to generalize, a lot of women have trouble dating a lot of people at once. They prefer not to. I don't really have a problem with it. And I think a lot of women, it rubs them the wrong way. And then they, they're like a lot, the energies are like focused a lot on like, in this case, it would be me, but I'm just like focusing on a lot of people and I don't really care. Like I'll date people who I know I don't have a future with just because I think it's fun. But are you like open with it with everyone you're dating? Like, Hey, by the way, I am seeing other people. I don't end up, I don't find myself in situations where I'm like dating one person for like months and months. If I did that, I was da- would be dating right. them. But if I go get drinks with someone a couple times, I'm not like, by the way, I'm fucking everyone. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, like I have an appointment after this, actually. Huh? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But can women, I don't know, not the women I've met. Women I've met aren't really like that at all. They're pretty I open and like clear. I feel like to make a plan, but it's just with guys, I feel like if you ask to make a plan, it's like you're asking for their hand in marriage. And you're like, yeah. I'm just asking for a fucking life. That is bullshit that they like gaslight you into thinking you're like so needy for like having a calendar. Yeah, for exactly. shit to do, sorry. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous. I've actually, no, the dynamic's totally different with, with women. I've actually gone on dates with a few women who we didn't keep dating, but we became friends. My friend who's a lesbian, not, not to generalize, a lot of people she works with and are friends with, she's like, oh, we started dating, but then we just realized we wanted to be friends. Whereas men and yeah. women, you go on dates and you're like, oh, maybe this is more of a friendship. That doesn't stay. Right, why is that? It's because, well, my thought is like, Men and women are so different. You don't have a lot in common. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like sports. I don't like talking about fights. So (laughs) if we're friends. (laughs) The things that men are about. Yeah. Fights and sports. I don't know. Are you looking for like an artsy guy? No. Tell me your ideal guy. I don't know. But I think Mm -hmm. I'll know it when I find it. But maybe that's not accurate. Do you know how they would feel, like how the energy they would have towards you? Yeah, I just want them to, like, like me, you know? <laughs> right, right. Just, can you just not shit on all my choices? Can you <laughs> judge me for my- I feel like you need somebody that, like, because I know you always like the people that are funny, but I think finding somebody funnier than you is just always going to be hard. Are you, but is she looking for someone funnier than me? Are you? Yeah. Yeah. I do like a funny guy. But I That's going to be really fucking hard, Hannah. Yeah. You're really funny. You have to reconcile yourself to the fact that most men aren't that funny. It's true. Compared to you, the ones you're dating, civilian men. <laughs> what kind of person do you date? Your ex-girlfriend, you guys kind of looked like. And I mean that respectfully. <laughs> you're both like hot brunettes. I, thank you. Um, yeah, I always like go, my type is always brunette, but I always end up with blondes. Really? Like I like brunettes, but the blondes just find me. I like someone who has a really good sense of humor, but like isn't the comedian but like is able to laugh and like know what's funny and what's not funny have you always dated both men and women or did you start dating women after? no i always was dating both men and women because for some reason when i met you I, I thought you were straight and then you were dating a woman i was like oh maybe i wasn't sure what the situation was. i probably wasn't sure at the time <laughs> is anyone sure <laughs> at any time yeah i don't know i must have been years ago like five years ago that we met i don't know yeah well i had a hairdresser the other day he was like have you ever been to this bisexual bar? And I was like, bisexual bar? You mean a bar with a bunch of kids under 24? Like, isn't <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> What's villain? it called? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. 
someone who is like hardworking and has a passion about something, like not just like phoning it into a job, like passionate about their career. Yeah, I agree with that too. I don't care if a guy's poor, but if he likes what he's doing and he's passionate about it, like that's always a good sign. It's always like yeah. when a guy doesn't really know what he wants to do or you're like, you're 40 years old, dude. What do you mean you don't know what you want to do? Yeah, figure it out. Totally. And I think if you're like in the arts, I'm thinking about comedians now. Like we have this big thing that we've given so much of ourselves to that we're like obsessed with. And to date someone who doesn't have that space filled with anything, like I can't become that space for you. You won't become that space for me. What is the thing that's driving you in life? It's really attractive when someone has something that they're passionate about. No, I agree. I look for a guy who's funny and passionate about something, but that's what I am. And I'm realizing that's not what really guys are looking for. <laughs> that's you know? not true. Well, what do they want? What do they want? Like a, like a wife and a mom? I'm not sure. It's just not me. So, <laughs> but maybe I have other flaws that I'm just, I do like Megan Trainer, So I do feel like that might be an issue. That might be. Oof. Do you feel that on a first date? No, I try That's to keep probably. that in. But if my Spotify playlist gets out, you ever do that when you take your headphones out and then your music starts playing and you're like, it's mm-hmm. never good. Mine's always embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, there's that. I don't have cool music. My sister and I, we watch TikTok together at night sometimes and I was in Connecticut and tiktok do you guys have you have tiktok hannah you have funny tiktok um the algorithm like is so tailored to you that sometimes it's a little jarring so we were sitting in her bed last night and i opened up my tiktok and it was like god it feels so bad to be a depressed lesbian it was like so pointed to me (laughs) yeah i was like god five signs you're a depressed lesbian it was like so specific and then my sister was like, I want to open up mine and see what mine is. And my sister's was like a 600 pound woman looking in the mirror being like, how can I cover up my double chin? <laughs> She's like, I canceling my Postmates order immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and we just started crying. It was just so like revealing and embarrassing that TikTok just like slapped us in the face with that. <laughs> with the truth. But that's true. I was watching Emily in Paris, and then the cafe they were eating at showed up on my Instagram Explore like that day, really? and that freaked me out. I was like, that- I don't even think I said it or they said it out loud. It was just they somehow connected to those two things. Um, I hope you don't mind me doing this, but this is such a seamless transition into my bitch of the week, who is going to be a certain Emily in Paris. That's your bitch of the week. Yes, that was my bitch last week. She's crazy, right? Oh my God, that was your bitch last, yes, I'm like, she's a fucking psycho. Wait, did you finish the whole show? I'm not done yet. What episode are you on? She is kind of in hot water with the chef and the girlfriend. Yeah. But she's just really rubbing me the wrong way and I'm- And she's so A-type, it's annoying. It's so annoying, that energy she has. And then she's like, why don't people like me? I'm like, because you need to be sedated. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you need a fucking shock collar, like you're fucking. Like, I swear to God, I'm gonna give you a fucking direction. I'm like, she needs heavy, heavy levels of ketamine. This girl, <laughs> I've never taken ketamine, but that's my add to the list. Try, yeah. Wait, if you do, we'll talk about that after the podcast because I have something to say about that. <laughs> but that's I have to say, to make that something I wouldn't want my mom to know. But wait, what was I gonna say? Oh, Emily Paris. Um, the first day in the office, I don't know if this was supposed to be a joke. She wears that like Eiffel Tower sweater. And I was like, what are you doing? You're making me want to like stab my own eyeballs out. You're, you're humiliating yourself. You're humiliating our culture. You're humiliating white girls everywhere. I watched an episode and a half of it because I was forced into it. 
And I was just, I couldn't do it. I was so annoyed the whole time. I don't like the actress herself. And then the whole show just bothered me because I thought the same thing. I'm like, she's like forcing her Americanness on all these French people. She's like, no, it's a good idea. I'm like, I think they're good. Like, I yeah, think they're good. fine without having another one of us over there. I mean, I watched the whole thing, but I, <laughs> she loved it, but I did watch it all in a day, but I hated every moment of her, of Lily, Co I don't like Lily, Lily Collins. Collins. I've and been getting messages that I look like her. I was going to say, you kind of do look like her, but I didn't want to say that for her be like, I fucking hate Lily Collins. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm seeing her in the mirror now. It's not she's the best, but whatever. And she's skinny. Thank you. So I know, I know. She's skinny. She's a skinny bitch. Have you seen The Vow? Yes. Oh I started God. watching it. Good. But I also uh, think I would have joined that cult. You definitely would have. Yeah, so would I. When I watch it, we were talking about this the other night, that when I watched The Vow and the guy who runs it is so gross and he's just this misogynist he's, who tricks yeah. these women into liking him. That's how I feel about a lot of my friends in relationships. I look at them <laughs> with the guy they're with and I'm like, you're being brainwashed. Like, this is <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God, that is so funny. But that's how I felt watching The Vow. I was like, these girls are insane, but I get it because I've seen all my friends fall for loser guys like this. Wow, that is so accurate. This is literally, The Vow is every woman I've ever seen with like a below average guy, which is every woman I've ever seen. Wait, just to give you a bit of an ego boost really quickly, because if you don't mind, when I first met you, I literally, like it's funny hearing you say you're so hard on yourself and stuff because when I first met you, I thought you were like, now that I know you, I don't know. But when I first met you, the impression was that you were like the coolest, funniest, like cutest blonde comic ever. Ooh, and I was just nice. like, she probably is like married. I was like, she probably like, I thought you were so like well-adjusted and hilarious. So it's so crazy to hear the distortion. Oh, that's so nice. Who did you think she was married to? <laughs> this could help crack the code. I don't know. I just was like, she definitely like has some boyfriend that like is obsessed with her and thinks she's like the greatest thing ever. And like, she's fucking funny. Like she's, this girl's like on fire. Like she, you're on fire on stage. Hannah's like, I think you're really one of the funniest comedians in the city. Oh, wow. Thank you. Agreed. Maybe we just put that out into the universe now. And then yeah, let's put it out into the universe. I think I break the fantasy with guys where I've had, I had a guy on Twitter. No, I'm serious. I had a guy on Twitter. He was stalking me for a year. He was messaging me. He lived in Hell's Kitchen. I was always like, no, I'm not going to hook up with you. And then one because day. lived in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. I refused. <laughs> Hell's no. Kitchen? No. Yeah, that's not happening. But no, I eventually was like, okay, like come to my apartment. And he did. And then he never spoke to me again. And I was like, you messaged me three times a day for like a year i mean i didn't care because i didn't like him but i was like wow that i really That's bizarre should have done attention. that sooner <laughs> wait did like, you did you ever see his face before he came over yeah yeah, yeah. we had like facetime and stuff from a guy you, that dm'd you on twitter yeah and then one day i was like all right come over do what you gotta do and I wonder I, if yeah. for him it was like, don't meet your heroes. That's what I mean. I was so like, oh shit. It was an ego thing for me. I wonder what that was for him though. What was it just like an insane pipe dream chase that he was then like, I don't want to pursue this. I don't understand. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And then when he showed up to my apartment, I was like, oh my God, he's short. That's why, because he was pretty hot. So I was like, oh, this guy's hot. Oh. And then he showed up and he was short and I was like, Oh, this is why he's been so aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Do short man, men not face the hardest challenges? I mean, it's- Other so than women, people of color, gay people. <laughs> I do think it sucks to be a short man. I don't know. I Maybe. really do. 
Mm. I mean, the fan thing is a hard dynamic. I would never fuck a fan. I did it. (laughs) No, who hasn't done it? Who hasn't done it? But I don't even know if he was a fan because he just fingered me. We didn't even fully have sex. That doesn't, (laughs) he doesn't become a fan depending on how much he does with you. (laughs) My true fans eat me out. If you're a fan, you eat my asshole. (laughs) If, If you don't eat my asshole, you're not a fan. You get a t-shirt afterwards. If you're my fucking fan, you'll fucking lick my taint. What? You're gonna steal anything in my apartment. I was like, oh. you don't even Did you leave stuff like sprinkled around the room? Like this would be convenient and I wouldn't. You, you're <laughs> imagining him leaving and Hannah being like, you call yourself a fan. <laughs> Still fucking horny, dude. Oh my god. I did let it, yeah, it was a weird experience. Like, he, I let him come on my face. Is that too much? I don't know. And then I just never heard from him again. Maybe that, maybe, I mean, listen, I don't want to support this belief, but maybe if you would have played it a little harder. Thing was, I always said no for a year and a half. I was gonna say a year and a half is the long game, but, but it is a kind of quick jump from like, yeah, from no, like, no, no, like, come on my face. <laughs> Come on my face and text me. <laughs> and text me tomorrow. I was like, absolutely not. Okay, fine. Just come on my face. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm not gonna hook up with you. Then don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which hole did you say? I'm opening it right now. Maybe, Maybe it was just a lot. It was a. I mean, it was a lot fast, but that's how I go. I, I go from zero to sixty. So I feel right. Like, go hard or go home. I mean, if we're gonna do it, let's fucking do it. You came down here. You took the train. It was like four stops. <laughs> we've, been, we've been talking for a year. If you're going to come, come my fucking face. <laughs> yeah, it's like, let's just go. Let's do it all the way. <laughs> to you, to you, that's going all the way. <laughs> kind of. Uh, <laughs> in so many words. <laughs> you want to be a fan? You want to be a fan? You're a real fan? <laughs> when you go out with people, do they know your comedy and stuff? Do they look you up? Some, well, I usually like to follow someone on Instagram before I see them in person because I want to stalk them and I want to see what they actually look like and what's going on. Yeah. And then when I do that, I can kind of get away with it because I have a bit of a following. So they'll like look at my page and feel special for a minute, I think. Yeah. And then I guess they see some of my comedy. I don't know. They definitely look you up. They have to, yeah. I would imagine they see some of my comedy on my page. I've talked about the women I've dated on stage. I've talked about going on dates with women. I've never found it to be an issue. Do you know how hard it is to find a confident man in New York City? I know. No, I'm really feeling your struggle right now. What are we going to do? Is there a man in D.C.? Why are we going there? No. The guy gave me herpes. That's it. Ugh. I wish I could, like, I wish maybe we'll do some sort of, like, mini-series where, like, I just go on dates with you and see what you're doing wrong. You do an earpiece. You tell me what's yeah. I wonder if I'm always saying too much. I want to go on and make sure because you should, if you want to date someone, you should be dating someone. So maybe we have to correct your form or something. <laughs> My crazy bitch of the week was fucking The Bachelorette. Have you Which watched one? that? No, I don't have been watching. The new Bachelorette's 39. And she's like, it's my last chance. And then she's like crying the whole episode. And she's like, I just know my husband's here. I just know he's here. And I'm like, how did they find 30 men who are not afraid of this woman? Oh, they are. <laughs> on TV. This is all so fake because yeah. there's no way no. that... 30 men who feel this way. Statistically, right. it doesn't make sense. No, there's no way. There's no way they all are ready to marry her. 
and she's crying the whole time and then this guy walks out and she's like I think I just met my husband and I was like bitch this is me on every first date (laughs) and she's fully like going into the room and she's crying and everyone's like she's great they're all insane on that series they're they really are yeah that's crazy there's no way I believe the women all want to marry that one man I believe the bachelor yeah well this woman she's been on bat she was on an episode a season of the bachelor then she was in bachelor in paradise and bachelor sports winter sports which one's her name what's her name bachelor x games yeah so she's been down this road multiple times (laughs) for her her name she's like fucked she's fucked her name's um i can't even remember her name she's cuckoo bananas but these guys seem interested yeah it's fake it's all fake the guys just want to be famous yeah they just want ten thousand more followers on instagram and then so that they could then fuck whoever they want and ghost them yeah oh your dog's awake you're awake She's actually not supposed to be on the couch right now. And the people who trained her follow me on Instagram. And I'm going to post a clip of this on Instagram. They're going to be like, she should not be on the couch. I'm going to be like, great. How much do you pay someone to train a dog? Well, I boarded her at a program. That's actually amazing. This program, it's called Dreams Come True Canine. That sounds like the (laughs) biggest bullshit of my life. Dreams come true canine. Dogs' dreams don't come true. They stay dogs. Maybe that is the dream. (laughs) That's true. All I want to be is a golden retriever on a wraparound porch. (laughs) Why do you want to be a golden retriever on a wraparound porch? Because they look so peaceful. Yeah, it does. It's golden like, retrievers always die of cancer, though. Well, don't Americans as well? <laughs> <laughs> My astrologist was like, you should get your breast check. I'm like, yeah, I'm going down. That's because it's October. No, he told me this in July. Oh. <laughs> I'm fucked. Mm. Were you going to say the secret you don't want your mom to know is the fact that you've done ketamine? You know no, saying? I think I was, <laughs> I was going to say the secret that I don't, what was I going to say? It was a secret I don't want my mom to know. Oh, that I was considering doing ketamine. And then I was going down that road and I was like, if I ever do ketamine, I wouldn't tell my mom. Probably a good call. Yeah. I was thinking about doing ketamine. There's something about taking a horse tranquilizer that <laughs> feels bad, right? <laughs> I'm fucked up here. I thought about taking it and I'm like, my parents would be so pissed. It's just, if anything were to happen and I would have to tell someone I got it from taking ketamine, shoot me in the face right now. That is so fucking embarrassing, you piece of shit, worthless life. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, if you take ketamine, you're selfish. (laughs) But I don't understand how that came about because it's a horse tranquilizer, right? So how is someone like, let's just pop this horse tranquilizer and see what happens? I don't know. People snort it. But there is big, big time ketamine therapy now. I've heard of this, but also- There's everything therapy. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, people are taking mushrooms for therapy. And that that was like yesterday. Yeah, but then I took a little too much and then I was- Microdose. Yeah, I thought I could microdose and then I was like, this isn't working. So I took more. Yeah, I get it. That was what I guess I was not going to tell my mom. I forget. So I feel like my mom knows everything. I mean, I didn't tell my mom for 20 years that I was gay. So that felt like a big don't tell mom for me. (laughs) (laughs) No, she didn't care at all. Who did your sister like at that show that we were doing? Luke! She was obsessed with Luke. Is it Monas or Monet? I think Monas. Luke, Luke's bit about um, babies in strollers. And she, like, often retells it to me and will, like, bring it up. So when she came to my other show, I was on with Hannah and Luke was there. I was like, Jackie, say, <laughs> say something to Luke. It's so touching when you hear someone care about like the dumb little things we like, right? Not that that's a dumb little thing, Luke. It's really funny. But it's just like, we don't get enough validation as comedians. 
So like when someone is like quoting your shit, it like feels fucking good. So I was like, tell him that you think it's funny. You know, when it first starts happening, you're like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm not just talking to myself. Yeah, and then right, like, right, yeah. So yeah, he seemed to eat that shit up. I mean, how could you not? It's how could like you not? Any, uh, any compliment, I'm like, I'll take literally anything at this point. You're like, come on my face. <laughs> uh, this is a fan, you come in my <laughs> You know my rules for fans, don't you? <laughs> I'll wear an eye patch, all right? This is from a fan. <laughs> Wait, I before you say your secret, I couldn't get over when you were messaging with that guy who like said he's his girl's a nurse. Oh my god, right? Remember I was that? messaging this guy on Hinge who was telling me to come over and I gave him my number and I was like, just text me. And he wouldn't text me, he would only communicate through the app. Mm. And I finally was like, What is your problem? Like, why are you being weird? And he was like, Okay. When you ask me if I have a roommate, I actually do have a roommate. It's my girlfriend. And she's at work all day, so I'm cheating on her. And I go, what does she do? Because I knew it was a nurse. This is the beginning of COVID. I just wanted him to say it just so he had the text. So he had to write it down. Yeah. And And he was like, well, that's what makes me suck so much. She's actually a nurse. And I'm like, you're a piece of shit, dude. She's at work during the pandemic, and he's at home in their apartment fucking other people. Or trying to. Yeah, trying to. Not only is she risking her life to, like, save people every day, and he's fucking behind her back, he's also putting so many people at risk by trying to fuck them while his nurse girlfriend goes into the hospital and deals yeah, with what? patients. Uh, did you message that girl? Why didn't I think that was going to happen? You tweeted it out. Yeah, because I was like, should I message his girlfriend? But I truly couldn't find him on any social media, so I think he was lying about his name. Yeah. I was one time sent a dick pic on Instagram, and... I just went to his profile to see who the fuck it was. And I saw that he had a girlfriend, like, in all of his photos. So I messaged her, and I said, your boyfriend just sent me this dick pic, and I sent it. And she was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And they, she wrote, right, wrote to me and said, we broke up. And then fast forward, like, a year during the pandemic, or before, right before the pandemic, I went to Bread's Bakery, and mm-hmm. I bought something at the cash register. And the woman said, I've never met you in person, but I want you to know you actually messaged me my boyfriend's dick pic and I broke up with him and I just wanted to thank you for that. Holy That's shit. awesome. She just worked at this place? Yeah. That's amazing. Isn't that like so I was wild. afraid you are going to be like, oh, and then I like decided to check in a year later and they were back together and married. No, she yeah. just met me in person and she was, I, I met her in person at the store that I was checking out and she was like, you sent me that dick pic and I broke up with him. Thank you. Good. See, that's a good story that, that comes out of that. But I feel like a lot of times, I'm not trying to put it on the women, but I'm like, I do feel like they forgive the guy or you. Totally. Just, one girl I know, she's marrying this guy and he's cheated on her three times. She's caught him cheating on her three times. Oh my God. So I'm like, imagine how many times he's actually cheating on her. Yeah. He works for her family. He basically just mooches off her entire family. But because she lets him get away with it, just telling her, you're only hurting her. You're not going to change the relationship. Right. What the fuck is that? And I always feel bad because I never, like, obviously don't sympathize with the dude. I'm like, you know exactly what you're fucking doing. But after a certain point, I'm like, I want to be supportive, but it kind of seems like you're aware of the fact that you're making a stupid decision again. Yeah. And, like, now yeah. I feel like you're an idiot. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Now I don't feel bad anymore. Now no, totally. And Especially if you're not married with kids. Like, I understand there's, like, yeah. have bigger decisions around that when your partner's not faithful and you're, like, in a fucking marriage and have yeah. children and a family. But if you're just dating them and they're fucking you over constantly, wake up. No one is that great. Yeah, I don't know. It's a self-esteem thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I try not to be judgmental because that sucks too, but... My rule with cheating is, I'm like, if you want to cheat on me, 
break up with me, be single, and go fuck whoever you want. Probably wouldn't get back together with you after that, but do that because the cheating thing, like, once you're out, you're out. This will not be a thing. I think I could forgive cheating once. Uh, One time, I think I could do it. I'd be like, all right. I couldn't forgive it. No. I think I would definitely hold over their head for, like, a year, but I think I would. One time, I'm like, one slip up? Nope. What is it, kissing nope. or fucking? I mean, fucking, but I, uh, I guess- I could not forgive that. I guess that's why I'm single, huh? Oh, man, that would hurt so bad. That would break my trust in a way I would never get it back. Yeah, I guess I haven't been cheated on, so I don't know. But I think one time, I think everyone, depends how long you were together, I guess, too. Yeah. I just feel, you know, with Miranda, if you ever watched Sex and the City, when Steve <laughs> cheated on Miranda. Of course, of course. Yeah, he messed up. Take him back. No, you're right. If I was so in love with someone and was with them for so long and like some, I don't want to say I would, but like I could see myself being so in love that I would be like, fuck, we'll work through it. I mean, I've been so in love with people before. They're like, Hannah, I do not like you. And I'm like, I think you can make this work, though. I think, this could work out. I, think you just- I think you should just think about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, just give me that chance. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I do not like you. I'm fucking other women. And I'm like, nobody still loves you. So I guess the thing I wouldn't want my mom to know is, yeah, that a, a Twitter guy came on my face. It's almost as if the age-old rule that when a man comes on your face, he kind of wants to keep seeing you doesn't hold up anymore. Yeah, Yeah, I'm like, I gave you everything. It's upsetting. (laughs) Yeah, I thought he was like a ride or die. Yeah, exactly. Like backstage pass, opening night, like he was gonna be there. You didn't? No. But you did go all the way. (laughs) I mean, I would say coming on your face is more than sex. It's like more than one hole. Yeah. And it's closer to the heart. <laughs> Deep. That's what I- <laughs> Do you have a crazy bitch with me? I don't actually think I do. I feel like my tolerance for who's actually crazy crazy is so high that someone would have to like really do a number on me to, for me to like waltz in here big. Like, I've got one, Hannah. Oh, oh yeah. wow. I feel like my tolerance is lower than ever. I'm like, everyone's insane. <laughs> well, and this is, yeah. I mean, everyone's insane, but I'm like, everyone's insane. So I don't even know. Like right, you gotta right. be fucking out of control for me to be like, oh wow. Yeah. I don't even know what's normal anymore. I feel like. No, nothing is. No. I don't know what season it is. I mean, well, you're moving out. Are you going to move out? To- do you own your apartment? Yeah. So, so I'll probably sublet. Sublet. I want to move to LA, but then my lease is up in March, and we can't get out of it, so I can't just have two leases. Like, I don't... Right, yeah. right. So, yeah, I'm yeah. going to be on so many drugs this winter. You could sublet your place and then rent out there. Yeah, I just get weird about people sleeping in my bed with subletting. Totally, I'm like, someone's totally. going to fuck. If yeah. they're cool, oh, yeah. and they live here, they're going to fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. You're right. I have to think about that. And I always think about, like, what stuff do you take? Because I don't know. Not that I think people would steal, but you don't know. But they would. would. Yeah. No, they would. They're going to fuck in your bed. They're definitely going to steal your stuff. I would steal something if I could. You're I mean, right. you'd have to lock up your closet. I've known people to do that. But I don't have a lock on. My old closet, I put a lock on. You could install one. But that feels like so much work. It was a lot of work. I had one of my exes do it. So it wasn't that much work for you. <laughs> it it one, of my, one of my exes was very handy with like house stuff. I was like, you're like very close to a man in this capacity. She, so she was good with like tools. So she did a lot of that. She changed light bulbs. She installed locks, mount TVs. She was good What's for her that. job. 
What's her job? Yeah, like what does she do for a living? She's like a comedy agent now. Oh. No, I decided she we were gonna say she worked at Home Depot or something. Or like <laughs> the task was a plumber, yeah. I don't right, know. Right, right. No. Um, all right, well thanks for doing this. Do you wanna Thanks plug, for having me? You wanna plug your handles? I don't know, some oh. people don't like to. So I'm at Allie Colbert on all of the platforms, A-L-I Colbert with a K. And my show, Top Secret Videos, is premiering on October 29th on True TV. Bye, guys. Bye.